going on, everybody? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View and our live match breakdown of the latest Star Wars Schmodown tournament match. And that is Sean Sullivan versus Laura Kelly. Um, this match debuted on Twitch yesterday to uh, a number, dozens and hundreds and thousands of people watching live on Twitch. And uh, we're here making it a regular weekly um show here on the channel where we're going to be breaking down these matches live and this will also take place for the intergeekdom matches that are coming up uh here very shortly uh, but today we're focusing on star wars as we did last week and we have Solon versus kelly the den versus corruption a very very highly anticipated match that was um hyped up quite a bit from the moment the previous match ended because the smack talk on twitter uh began very quickly and it continued for a number of days up until video promos um happened to come in and so we're gonna be discussing this match in detail today and as usual joining me um for the show that is mr brian avalacino right there on the right side how you doing over there man surviving the heat another day in this heat How's yeah we are heat, but... we, we are struggling right now we are uh, up in northern california and um it's the last three days has been over 100 degrees um it was 103 degrees at eight o'clock at night the other night um we are we are in heat city over here in norcal it's 102 <laughs> right now if you're curious it's rough if it, it's it's pretty rough so uh but yeah we're trying to stay cold um brian's got a a small one bedroom apartment so i'm sure he's blasting the ac over there uh living the life um but uh yeah so we're gonna be talking showdown guys and we have as i mentioned we we have a good match to talk about today and uh let's talk about the good. lead up here for, good. Very uh, a great epic whatever you want to call it um Let's talk about the lead up just very quickly here. We were both very excited for this match, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. We've had Sean on the show uh, before, and he, he's become a very close friend to us as far as the Schmodown kind of circle goes. And he he follows us and all that type of stuff, and we communicate with him. And so, obviously, showing seeing him in a match is, is really cool. But then on the flip side, Laura, obviously, being well-known in the Star Wars world with the podcast and the, and the Schmodown as well, um, and just the way where they go back and forth to each other on Twitter and everything. And then you also have Shannon versus Kate. It kind of seemed like everything was colliding and it was just like this match that we were hoping it would be. Um, and I know that I was, I, I didn't know who to go with and I really never decided on who I wanted to go with the entire lead up of the, of the match. Um, and so I could say going into it and watching yesterday, it, 1000% lived up to what it was going to be as far as promos and the Twitter threads and just um, the name recognition for, you know, Sullivan only having one match under his belt, but still making a name for herself and Laura living up to her name from last year. Um, it was definitely a treat and being the first official match in the tournament, we were spoiled. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost kind of sucks that this is the first one because this for us, like, I mean, I I would have loved to have seen them on opposite sides of the bracket just so that yeah. way, like, yeah. hopefully, because if it would have been me, I would have picked them two for a finals, probably. Um, but, I mean, this match lived up to it. He, he showed that he's not a joke. Um, people were talking mad trash on his end, uh, saying that she's going to wipe the floor with him and uh, just, I, I don't think people gave him enough credit because he's a newer person. It's not like Molly where you know who she is yeah. and she, <laughs> she's married to the champion. He was, I mean, minus, I mean, we know who Ace is. Other, so other than like Sullivan and Covado, everyone else is known. 
So this was like a truly kind of like debutish match for him, even though he had already had a first match to come out and show there that I didn't just beat wit. And then I'm going to actually get creamed by someone that we know is good. And I think he proved that. Yeah, I'm with you. And it was a very good match and we can get right into it. Um, this match, it, it was heavyweight punch for punch, just back and forth the entire time. Uh, it's going to be a very simple breakdown for us because there were realistically only um, a few missed questions and that, you know, jumping right Star Wars is the easiest to break down. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it really is. And, you know, unless there's a controversy like there was last week with the uh, Kiati Mundi situation, um, it goes relatively quickly um, because all these players in this division know essentially everything. Um, but round one was, was, you know, tit for tat. It was right back and forth. Um, the only hiccup came from Sean in, uh, on the third question, which is a question that you and I both missed. Um, yeah when we were doing this and it was uh which frequent Pixar voice actor plays major Bren Derlin in the empire strikes back. And it's not, that he didn't know the, the answer. He just didn't put the last two letters on the word. So he clearly yeah. knew the answer. It's just a slight, a slight hiccup in, in the situation. Um, the only question you missed in the round. The problem is, is that Laura went perfect again. She's four for four in perfect rounds. Okay. She got the bonus question. So she goes up 11, nine and we're already thinking to ourselves, wow, like, it, it's it's funny because in Star Wars matches and this division, and Laura said it in her promo, if you miss a question, you're you're scared a little bit because yeah. not very many people miss a lot of questions in matches. And even though it was early on and there's plenty of time to recover, going up against someone like Laura who doesn't miss questions very often, that could have been a little scary for Sean. I'm sure he didn't have that in his head, um, but it did set him back a little bit. And so after round one, Kelly went up 11-9, um, which is nothing to be bad at, like to be you know sad about or anything, but a two point differential after round one is big for Star Wars. Yeah, I mean these matches. I mean sometimes they're decided by one point, so you could literally miss just have a an uh oh moment in the first round and get and the other person's going to go perfect, and it's just that one stupid little tiny thing that can kill you that happened maybe right in the beginning. So it, it sucks. It, it really sucks in the sense of like one, one mistake can take you out, but that's literally how star Wars division is. It's yeah, literally it's like wild. you, I don't there. I, don't get me wrong. Singles and teams, the amount of knowledge you have to know to like really be good is insane just because there's just so much, but star Wars is like a whole different monster where it's like, you have to be perfect almost in order to win. And like, if you're not going to be perfect, your chances of winning is going to be less. And I mean, that goes for any of the players. I'm not referring to Sullivan at all. It's literally anyone if you i mean napsock has said that he hasn't missed a question yet on in both games if that's true that's that's literally just the level that these star wars players <laughs> know i yeah. mean damon could be it could be the same thing damon could 
be both of them both Damon's yeah. could be sitting there well saying, and, and alex just very quickly alex alluded to that when he popped in the the okay. live stream at the end of the match popping was my favorite <laughs> thing it's because you saw it for the first time it. you saw a different side of him a little bit right he kind of he kind of gets how big of a deal this is and he 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 had a little bit of a cockiness to him that he hasn't had before. I know. And the best part, I love the part where he goes, there's still got to be light in you. And she goes, the light's yeah. dead. And he, his yeah. face just goes, yeah, 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 what? Yeah, yeah. What? It's like, perfect. It, it's so, it's, it's so perfect. It really, it was. And you could see Shannon's like, yeah, b- yeah. bad guys yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. He did have that little cockiness where he, uh, Christian asked him, do you know that question? He goes, of course I did. And yeah. it's just like, I, I love the Star Wars division because there's like not a level of arrogance, but they know they know what they're talking about. So they have the right to be cocky. 100%. Unlike unlike any of the other divisions, because I'm going to I'll say 90, 95 percent of the people that aren't in the Star Wars division, you throw them in a match. They're going to get out. <laughs> they're going like, to the get creamed. They're going to get creamed. creamed. So, I mean, so it's Star Wars is a unique division because like they have the right to be cocky because 100 percent they they can win every single one of their matches by not missing a question. Yeah. And that's where a lot of these matches go. So like back, we were saying to that, it just it sucks that something as simple as not putting an ER at the end of someone's name. I mean, it it. That could have cost even if he would have went perfect the rest that that one thing could have just cost him the match yeah yeah definitely um it, it didn't stop him though because we we shift in around two here and uh laura ended up spinning first uh smart play by her just kind of getting out of the way uh showing a little bit of dominance here and she uh the first time that we've seen the digital wheel officially spin no lines which is a good sign it doesn't just spin lines which is great um and so laura spun return the jedi she kept it she goes five for five and she, her last question, she did do multiple choice, so she get nine points out of it. The question, um, I'm surprised that the question she went to multiple choice on, multiple choice on is the one that she chose because it's it's not actually like a, a difficult question, but the words is how you can mix it up. And so mm-hmm. I'm guessing is that she went to multiple choice because she wasn't sure how it was going to be said or what the judges were looking for, which is very yeah. smart on her play. Very. Um, because I I knew I like in my head I'm thinking to myself okay he says this but how yeah. does he say it is the big question Me too um, and so she did a smart play there and it worked out because Sullivan also uh, goes five for five with one point uh, question as well so they both get nine points and she still has that two point lead going into round three um, but both showed dominance in in their rounds uh, Sullivan spinning the Phantom Menace and uh, missing the Whoopi Whoopi Opie question for uh, Jar Jar and the Street Vendor. Um, <laughs> It's just, it, it's it's crazy. Some of these questions, like some of them, they're, they're relatively surface level, right? Like you can think yeah. about them. If you're just a casual fan, you kind of know. Other ones, it's just the the deep the deepness that Star Wars goes sometimes is crazy. And the fact that they're just literally answering within like 0.5 seconds is wild to me. Yeah. Um, but they both showed up in the second round, dueling, uh, you know, dueling each other very, very well and both walking away with nine points. Yeah, I'm so glad we're not sitting there doing these like <laughs> writing be- or anything yeah. because it, they're answering these things at lightning speed, and it's like it, it's it's not even a thought to them. It just, I know it, I know it, I know it, 
And then when they don't know it, you're listening to the question and you're going, what in the heck are they asking? <laughs> yeah. Whoopie yeah. whoopie. Like it, even you can even see Harloff and Ellis like, are these even like real things? Like uh-huh. it, it, it's so ridiculous that it seems like a joke that it just like, I, I would have rolled a dice type question like for that last one that he got like what roll the dice and whatever it lands on is going to be the answer because God knows I don't know that. that <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there. I know the scene. I know exactly what he's talking about. I was like, he asked him for money. Like, it's like, I, I don't even, I didn't even know that part. And that's just, again, how this is. You have to literally listen to every single detail and if you don't it's gonna cost it to you and it i agree with you wholeheartedly that her multiple choice was an extremely smart move did Sullivan know the answer if she wouldn't have i don't know but by her doing that that blocks him from getting it and i mean even though i did i don't even think i don't even fully remember the question but i i know once i heard D, I was like, that's the answer. And uh, the question, it, the question was, why does, or uh, what does Luke tell R two? Why does Luke tell R two to do their heading to right. Jacob, the Jacob system? And yeah, that's it's, right. it's all about the wording there. And so she, I, we haven't talked to her, but I'm sure that what her headspace was is, I kind of know, but I want to hundred percent make sure, especially with a lead. That's how you play with the lead. Yeah, and and nothing against Solomon because he did the same exact thing. He, for his question, the, the whoopee whoopee question, he asked for a JTE, heard it again. He couldn't think of it. Then he went to multiple. Then he asked for the for the answers again. And then he finally came to to his uh to his answer, which he got correct. So same thing for him. He also played that, played the strategy very well and played the rules like he should have. Um yeah. it worked out in his favor. Obviously, he would have loved to have stretched it as far as he could to try to get the two points, but getting a a, a one point multiple choice in that situation is exactly what you need to do just to keep it a tight, tight, uh, tight race going into that third round. Yeah. Because if you, if you take a shot in the dark and you're wrong, you're, you're dead in the water. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's better to get a point than nothing. And with her question, it's not that I think the questions are bad, but those are the worst ones because those are the ones that make you like, well, did he say it this way? Could it have been mm-hmm. said this way? I know the answer, but if I say it this way, is it wrong? So those are the ones that kind of like mess with you the most, I feel like, because you're like, well, the wording is the answer and the wording. What kind of wording do they want? So for her going to multiple choice, that that's one of those smart moves and veteran moves. And he did the same thing. They, you could clearly tell they both know how to play the game. Um, so, I mean, it, it, their their str- strategy during it was very well and on display from both of them. Yeah, uh, 100%. And so after round two, uh, Lore was up 20 to 18. So it's still that two-point two, two point deficit for Sean. We go into round three, and this is where... Um, this is where things got a little, a little bit more complicated for Sean. Um, he just, he really did outside. We don't know what Laura's other two numbers were for categories, but Sean's categories were who said it, 
villains, and then the Phantom Menace, which is what he had for his round three or round two, excuse me, which the question was crazy hard. Um, but the who said it question, uh, what Jedi asked if what Jedi when asked if they attend to kill Chancellor Palpatine responds, I would certainly like to. Anakin Skywalker, he asked for a JTE there. Make sure you got the question correct, kind of thought about it, took his time. And then he got a villain's question, which a lot of people have kind of um, been debating about whether it's a villain question, whether it's not a villain's question, um, because it was the how many movies. Yeah, how many movies mentioned a Death Star in the opening crawl? Um, a very interesting, <coughs> excuse me, a very interesting question. Um, but a lot of people are debating whether or not it's a villain's question or, you know, a ship in a question, something along that line, ship and technology or whatever. Um he ended up missing that one. He guessed three. Answer was, or he guessed two. Answer was three, um, and it was all three original movies. And then he gets to his five point question for the Phantom Menace, which is, "What homeworld is the pod racer Ben Quadaneros from?" Um, just couldn't pull the answer in time. Guessed Malastare. It was still wrong. The answer was Tund. Um, a very, very difficult question, I'm sure. Uh, for us, yeah. obviously, it is, but I'm sure it's just difficult in general. Um, and Laura's one question around in round three was the Clone Wars question about what nickname does Ahsoka give Anakin Sky Guy? If you know Star Wars, you know exactly what they're talking about because people made fun of Sky Guy and Snips for years. It yeah. was just like the butt of Star Wars jokes for a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it ultimately like what it felt like was uh, it, in no way do I think Sean was that I think Sean was thinking about stuff that happened in round one or or that re- that final round two question. Um, I think he just ran out of steam. I think he just kind of ran out of steam and, and Laura was putting the pressure on him because it seemed like she knew everything at that point. Yeah. Um, even his question, she was just kind of sitting back there relaxing in round two, waiting to steal something. That's what it looked like anyway. Um, and it's just a matter of getting questions that he didn't, he didn't know or he wasn't able to study or he studied a long time ago. Um, but like you said earlier, he showed up and in no way is he going to be someone who walks away from this league. He's going to be a player for a long time. Yeah, no, he's established himself in this division. He's now a name that is going to be associated in the Star Wars division. She's a monster. She's an absolute monster. Um, it, I mean, he minus the ER question, he he held his own in both rounds. She's the, she is one of those heavy types of people where if you miss one, you're you're screwed. She, I, I mean, that's all of them, but there's almost like a level where it's like, I don't, I, I can't say Molly is cause we don't, we haven't seen her yet, but mm-hmm. as far as like her Damon and probably Knapsack. Scrimshaw. You, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's if you miss one, it's over. It's absolutely over. And those are the the scary people. So, I mean, to come in and play like you did and hold your own like that, like props to you. And it's funny because I was watching the social media and seeing how people were talking because this was probably the most hyped up social media, like trash talk, like excited I can remember a match ever being almost like, I mean, recently at least like it, it was multiple things a day that that people were going back and forth talking. Um, And fans before were, Oh, she's going to wipe lights out. 
she's going to wipe him. He's not going to make it past second round, all this. And he made it through the whole entire hit all of his questions. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you make one slip up and it might cost you a game, but his, his knowledge is there. He knows what he's talking about. He's not, he's not someone that's like, Oh, darn. Like maybe next time it, no, he, he's someone that's going to be there for a while. And I mean, it sucks the way it played out, but like sometimes the most dangerous people are, are the ones that law lose and then come back. And that's and kind of what we her MO is. We talked about on like last week's show about um, sometimes it takes a loss to win. And this mm-hmm. could very well be a catapult for him in the upcoming matches, years, whatever it may be for him in the future. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's probably her MO right now. Cause she, she was Which one and two. She was one in Laura Kelly was one and two. She we played Scrimshaw. About, she played Scrimshaw. She played Dimalanta and she played Damon. Like yep. we talk about like Janine having like a record that doesn't match. She Laura Kelly is like <laughs> the epitome of that record that doesn't match. When she played against Damon, I was like, there were a couple times I was like, holy crap, she's she might she's gonna beat him. Um and that that fire that she probably has from that first match coming off going, I know I could probably beat him. Anyone that stands in her way might just get punched in the face and she's just going to move on. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's why I'm curious to see how her other, whoever wins the snapsock. Yeah. Ace match this, I'll go and throw out. the, I'll go and throw the bracket up. This is the upcoming, um, the upcoming matches. The next match we have next week is Scrimshaw and Dimolanta. And that is followed by uh, Molly Damon and, and Adam Witt. But Laura Kelly is now waiting for that Ken Napsok and Ace Cabrera match. Um, and so the first week of July, uh, the first day of July, that's when we'll see that match happen. Um, so she has a few weeks to kind of sit back, study a little bit more, maybe take a breather um, and, and see how that match she, plays out. But she ain't taking no breather. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she'll take a week or something and, and relax a little bit and then get back in the game because uh, she seemed very hungry and, and all of these matches, I mean, they're all going to play out very similar to how this match did as far as just competitive competitiveness and and hype up. And because just hours after this match aired yesterday, the Scrimshaw Dimolanta match was 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 like on fire on social media. Like people were talking about it. People are excited about it. Um, cool note here, guys. Uh, we're talking about Sean Sullivan and Laura Kelly. This match uh, from yesterday, we will have Laura Kelly on the show on on Monday. Um, we record on Sundays and she, she will be joining us this next, uh, this next week on our show to discuss her match, um, previewing, uh, her plus to be playing either Ace Cabrera or Ken Napsok, the other matches in the bracket and a lot of other stuff, including forced toast and what she's been up to inside quarantine. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. That'll be up on Monday morning. Um, very excited to be joined by her. That'll be a really, really cool conversation to talk about. And we have some cool things to talk about with her. But yeah, it's it's definitely an exciting time. I mean, this match is it was deemed the first official match because the last week was the play-in. And yeah. if the rest of them are like this, the tournament is gonna be it's gonna be awesome to see for the next number of weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious how this next one goes. This next one is paramount for some teams. I mean 
it's it's huge for teams that aren't even in this match. I mean, if if Dimolanta is gets knocked out, cor- corruption could easily just take. I don't know if they statistically can take first well, here, place. I got <clears throat> I got the standings right here. Let's go and throw these up while we talk. So corruption, they made a big jump. They had two points. They got three yesterday from Laura Kelly, and if that continues, if she continues to win, she can get three points every single match, which if she wins next match, she'll be up to nine points, which will put them in fourth place. Then you get three points. They'll be tied for third and so on, depending on how are the other frac- other factions do. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it, man. Corruption is sitting pretty for these tournaments because their top dogs, uh, Mike, uh, Chance, and now Laura, some of their top picks are the heavyweights in these brackets and they could walk away with a lot of points and be up there, if not leading it by the end of all of this. Yeah, it's it's scary because there's a lot riding on this because those teams that are struggling can catapult themselves, yeah. especially especially if <clears throat> someone like Finstock Exchange goes out first round. I'm in and by in no way am I saying Demonta's gonna get like steamrolled or anything but, but scrimshaw he could walk away with three points for the quirky works and they could be exactly in the situation corruption is exactly and i mean the same side of the coin if demonta runs the table finstock's gonna shoot shoot up. this this is how important this bracket is i just <clears throat> all three of these teams on the left side usual suspects dungeon and quirky works are at the bottom of the bracket Mm-hmm. They need they all need Finzok Exchange to lose this week to get any chance at anything. Obviously, yeah. usual suspects in Dungeon are gonna be battling it out in that first match between Molly and Adam Witt. But if Scrimshaw can knock off Demolanta, that opens the door for everybody else to get a little bit farther on their heels. Yeah. Um, obviously, swag is the closest to them on the right side of the bracket, but everybody else could put themselves back in the game going forward with the rest of the season. Well, Burning Drugs isn't far behind either, aren't they? Like, but they're no, they're, they're like, in the mid, they're in the middle pack. Yeah, they have like nine points, something like that. Here, let's go and throw that up too. They uh, have six. Oh, they have points. six. Yeah. Okay, so they're, they're all in the middle. For some, reason, pack. for some reason, I, th- I were thinking they had nine or ten. Yeah, it's, it's um, a drop off after the den. So everybody, everybody's looking up right now. Yeah. So I mean, this could, this tournament could be crazy, and you know, Shannon might have done a little wool over the eyes with us, kind of like. Uh, kaiser did where it was like okay well i've i've got players playing in other things but you forget i have these juggernauts that are going to come in and take things and that's exactly what these tournaments are doing is laura kelly can wipe this whole thing clean if she beats damon they're and finstock it goes out first round they're probably in first place off of just the star wars tournament but also don't forget, they still have the Inner Geekdom tournament where the her two people could easily do the exact same thing. And they're and on opposite just, sides of the bracket. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy because you look at Dungeon, Robert Parker can do the exact same thing. So, it's funny because we were in the beginning going like, oh crap, it's going to be lopsided. Finstock's going to probably take it or be in first place a while we could be pitching a different tone in like two weeks by august the the bracket could be flipped on its head yeah it can literally be looking like nothing 
that we have right now. So, I mean, it's wild, man. These tournaments are huge for points. And did, I don't know if you saw, did you see what was announced today? Uh, I think I'm, what, are you talking about the 32 stuff? Yeah, the 32 okay, go single ahead. player. Go, the go 30, it. yeah, it, it's not official, but it's it's in the works about a 32 player singles tournament, which would obviously open the doors for a lot of people to make a lot of movement for standings. And it makes sense to do this. It's, it's like, like March, March Madness, Madness for the showdown. Ah, it it, makes, it <laughs> makes complete sense. Um, and so that's exciting. But yeah, I mean, just getting back to this, because we are talking, we are talking Sullivan and, and Kelly here. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is the one match out of the bracket that I continuously said that I can't make a decision on. Um, I, I'm not going to say that it ended up. No, no, Laura, Laura and, oh, okay. and Sullivan. I, I'm not going to say that it ended up how it should have. How we, we've said it multiple times because it really was a toss up. But from yeah. what we've seen or what we saw yesterday, excuse me, Laura is really someone to be very scared of at this point. Um, not just because of her knowledge, but also because of the character that she has taken on. Um, yeah. It's a really, really cool concept. Her going to the dark side and playing her red that lightsaber role. pool. Yeah, is really cool. And so a lot of people should be nervous. I know that she's going to be facing uh, either Ace or Knapsack, which is going to be a tough test. But if she continuously continuously plays like this, uh, we could easily see a spectacular rematch of, of Alex Damon versus Laura Kelly, um, which would be incredible uh, because it does seem like at this point, um, a few people are starting to make names for themselves. And that, that person who could possibly take down Damon might be a little bit sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's a scary thought for the shakeup of Star Wars division. And I mean, as, as much as I love, we just had Ace, awesome guy, whatever. Yeah, I just want to see her go up against Ken. Not saying like I want Ken to beat Ace, because to be completely honest, I would probably probably pick Ace over Ken. But I just want to see her go yeah. against Ken, like. So it, it, the possibility of that is crazy because say Ace loses to Ken, she's now playing Knapsack. Then you look at the other side of the bracket, any one of those people is going to be another crazy match. Not to mention, it could possibly be people she's lost to and wants to go after. And she said, Dimonta uh, is fire is on a fire roll yeah. right now where he, yeah. she's not taking his plan lightly. So, I mean, and plus he's in Finstock with some heavy hitters that can help coach him. You, you this turn star Wars tournament is going to be one to watch and one to absolutely watch over and over again when it's, and over. we, and we are only one match in, which is very exciting. Um, I will say this after the watching this match and kind of thinking about it, I would absolutely love to see a Molly Damon versus Laura Kelly final. I think that'd be so oh. cool as for Star yeah. Wars. Um, and then depending on who wins going up against Alex, I think that'd be awesome. But uh, tough, tough tests and tough roads ahead for both of them or for everybody, uh, quite frankly. Star Wars, like we have mentioned multiple times, the Star Wars is the most even out of all the divisions, and it's showing right now. It really is. It's yeah. competitive every single time we see a match, and the tournament is definitely living up to to uh, what it was supposed to be. So, um, quickly, guys, I will mention this one more time. 
um, leading into next week's show, we do have Laura Kelly joining us. She will be on the show with us. We're going to be sitting down with her on Sunday, and the show will be up early Monday morning. Um, you can find it on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Google. Uh, that'll be up around 7 a.m. Um, Pacific time, and then it's going to be posted on YouTube at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And so check that out. Wait for Monday morning, and we're going to have to sit down and have a really, really cool conversation with Laura. Again, talking not just her match, but a number of other things that she's been uh, doing and, and her podcast and and what she thinks of the bracket going forward. Um, and maybe even get a little idea into her new character for Corruption, which would be really, really cool. So, um, Who Brian, says any it's kind a of character? It uh, might be, um, it's any, might be any, a new personality. Any, any final words before we get out of here, man? Uh, well, first off, I think it's hilarious that we s- scheduled her before this yeah, even happened we did. And, <laughs> we did. and now this is like oh man yeah. more intimidating and it's uh-huh, but uh-huh. i mean this star wars tournament is just insane it, i mean i can't get over how many people are watching it live too i saw it get up to 1600 such, such a fun experience yeah it's it's so cool Inner Geekdom is going to be just as cool, but there's something about Inner Star Geekdom's Wars. Be wild, but yes, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I think there's just something about the Star Wars one. It's it's its own category and just leaves you. I mean, there's more questions in Inner Geekdom and more opportunities to pull questions. Whereas I just sit here and laugh when I hear these Star Wars questions, just because it's like, who who thought of that <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's just like yeah. it's incredible it, they're so minute to, it's like how many specks of dust were floating in the air that it's just like man it, it's watching each match is just more and more impressive seeing these people pull off these feats and everyone needs to respect the star wars competitors because you can say what you want about it being its own division and it's a smaller thing to pull from, but it's really not like, I mean, you miss one second of one thing in a movie and that could cost you a a match. So it's, I love seeing this in full display. Like I love, I I think it would have been cool to see, Star Wars division, kind of like how it was in the beginning where it was like one match and blah, blah, blah. But seeing it in this tournament style is a whole different monster. And I couldn't be more excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I echo everything Brian just said. I'm very excited going forward now that we've gotten the first official tournament match under our belt. Um, a lot of good matches coming up, especially like next week. Um, Demolanta versus uh, Scrimshaw is going to be an absolutely just monstrous of a match. And I cannot wait to see that. So, uh, but I'm yeah, hoping guys, that is trash it. talk. Yeah, I've, there will be. I, from Dimelon's yeah. side, anyway, there will be. Uh, but yeah, guys, go ahead and uh, make sure you guys are following us, not just on YouTube, um, but also Twitter. If you're watching this on Twitter right now, thank you. Really, really cool. Um, if you guys are watching live, you know, we're kind of growing. It's a new thing we're doing uh, as far as live shows. Comment comment along. We would love to hear from you guys. We had some comments last week, um, and it's really cool to kind of interact and, and take a break from any of the schedule stuff we have and on any of the, the thoughts you guys may have. So make sure you guys are doing that. And then uh, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button on the channel. That helps us a lot, liking and, and sharing and all that stuff. Um, as I mentioned, you guys can also find the main show um, on, uh, on all pod- podcast platforms. So check that out. Again, we're going to have Laura Kelly with us on Monday. So stay tuned for that. But for now, this is A Certain Point of View. My name is Jake Berlin. 
That is Brian Avalosino. We are a certain point of view. We were doing these every Thursday afternoon. And so uh, if you guys are watching live, thank you for, for joining us. If you're watching the replay, even more thank you. So we appreciate that. Uh, we will see you guys Monday. Until then, may the force be with you.